pleasant. This I declared as we waited for our drinks and burgers, by way of summarizing the foreclosure fiasco, which had apparently played out in front of most of the town. Following the sordid sidewalk display, we stopped at the local bar to grab some sustenance before the 90-minute drive back to Detroit. Shirley Harris had the night off, which was fortunate because I hadn't seen her since Trudy's death and wasn't prepared to muster up the strength to face her. For some people, hope is a noose. Between us, Carla and I had given Trudy just enough hope to hang herself. This whole thing pisses me right the fuck off. It's not like I don't have the money to pay it, but I got royally fucked here. Without the benefit of lube, might I add. Carla, I'm sitting next to you without the benefit of sight. Yet I find it easy to remember we've got a kid sitting with us. Can you tone down the sexual innuendo? Maybe drop the F-bomb from your vocabulary for another hour or so? Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay, Carla. You had a few bad days. Jake, sweetie, I've had a bad few years. And it's no secret that I am not a very nice person, but I will try to do better when you're around. Because you're a good kid. We should probably try to keep it that way. If for no other reason, then the world is already chock full of entitled little pains in the ass. I mean butt. Pains in the butt. Lash returned to the table, having earlier excused himself to the John. Jake, I called your mother. Told her you were fine, and we'd be another couple hours. Or no, just talk to Orecchio. That other thing's taken care of. Papers are on my desk, and I'll check them over when we get back. I'd like to thank the two of you for another long night. Unpaid, I might add, since I'm technically retired. My wife's left three messages that I've not responded to, and I can hear seagulls in the background of every one of them. Not sure you can fully appreciate how unhappy that makes me. And I'm not talking about the wife part. Lash, you're a good man. I owe you one or twelve. I think we both know it's a debt that will ultimately go unpaid. But I mean it all the same. You got the other stuff squared away. Why don't you head back to wherever it is you still haven't told me you and the missus have taken residence. Presumably so you don't find me camped out on your welcome mat one day. We'll handle things from here. Uh-huh. Because you two are so good at handling things in a timely, efficient, non-illegal manner. I have a question. That big guy, the lawyer, he said his name was Jordan Sims, right? Isn't that Jolene's last name? Same as the guy in jail? I heard someone say it when you guys checked in. My stomach lurched. Not due to the fact that the kid had an unnerving sense of memory and was apparently a hell of a lot more observant than the detective, his assistant, and the retired cop. But I couldn't believe I hadn't pulled it all together. Sure, it was a common surname. But if my hunch was right, I wasn't going to like how this shaped up. My thoughts were interrupted by our waitress, who'd earlier introduced herself as Lola. I could smell the burgers, and my mouth watered as she set the plates down in front of us. I emptied my beer and decided to give the local grapevine a try. Lola, you lived around here for a while? All my life. You want another beer? Absolutely. Hey, you familiar with a lawyer name of Jordan Sims? Mm-hmm. He got any kids? I suppressed a preemptive grimace 
But as soon as she started talking, suppression was no longer an option. Yep. Scott, Steve, and Jolene, deceased, incarcerated, and a white hot mess. In that order. Also got a wife by the name of Marva Sandrin Sims. She's the county prosecutor. I'll plead the fifth on any further description in her regard. Son of a bitch. Two lawyers in any configuration, never mind the biblical kind, is never good. A female voice coming from a nearby table offered her slurred two cents. Marva Sandrin Sims. Bitch. Town mattress. Scum. Flea bargains every case and goes nuts over little shit. Pad her record. Spent hundreds of thousands prosecuting a dumbass fireworks violation. But she didn't do shit when a guy pretty much starved his elderly mom to death. Won't even talk about the teacher who beat his wife, stripped buck-ass naked and told his stepson to piss in his mouth. In his front yard. Must have been a Sims family friend. Okay, maybe it was a little more than two cents. The gal was soused. Tell him how you really feel, Sue. Someone yelled from the back of the bar. I swiveled in the general direction of the voice named Sue, just in time to hear another voice. Town mattress, more like the Tri-County Bouncy House. Marvel wants a ride, you give her one. Or her cop buddies will make your life suck balls six ways from Thursday and twice on Sunday. God damn it. That was the sound of our job getting exponentially more difficult. What'd you expect? Everything important in this town's within spitting distance, and there's a lot of spitting going on. Word of warning, not much happens around here without everybody knowing about it. Can I get you guys anything else, or are you all set? I'm gonna need another beer. Carla, looks like you're driving home. What about all the property your family ends up getting for a song after it's seized in local drug bust? You look cross-eyed at that woman, and you're done, plain and simple. She's tight with Judge Naples. And together, they spend their time exacting revenge on anyone who deigns to do anything other than their bidding. I'm guessing that process usually involves Marva on her knees in the judge's chambers. Let's look at the facts. Marva ran as a Democrat, but she's really a Republican. Hates men, goes after any man who questions her authority, the woman's got the moral integrity of a trout, and she's a raging alcoholic to boot. She's a mean, angry drunk, who everyone knows drives under the influence on a regular basis, but still has the stones to throw the book at other drunk drivers. Her kids all have issues, drugs and all kinds of nasty shit. But none of them ever saw the inside of a courthouse until Stephen kidnapped Shirley's daughter. Not like they could palm grease that one away. Not after Nancy Grace got a hold of it. But how'd that one end? Bastard only gets five to seven because the goddamn penal code uses the word restrained in connection with kidnapping charges. And technically, Trudy wasn't restrained. Fuckers exploited every loophole they could, ran roughshod over the law, and I'm talking about the prosecutors. They made that shady defense lawyer's job a cakewalk. Don't mind saying that new information stuck in my craw pretty deep. I'm guessing Carla looked like she was about to go postal because I heard Lash whisper, Steady, Carla. 
This was immediately followed by her asking a question in a tone of voice that set the tips of my ears to tangling. What was the final charge on Stephen Sims' case? Willful and malicious destruction. Only made a felony charge because the damage he did to the room they were holed up in was over a thousand bucks. Dumbass pulled up floorboards, busted pipes, burned crap. By the time that kangaroo court was finished, they made it look like Trudy was there because she wanted to be. Willful and malicious destruction, but that only applied to the building, huh? Not the human being that he destroyed? I gotta pee. The thing about small towns is that people in them love to commiserate about pretty much anything, if you show the least bit of interest. In the 45 minutes we spent at the bar eating our burgers, before and after Carla pulled herself together in the bathroom and returned to quietly finish her food, no less than six different bar patrons filled us in on everything from the pricey and questionable upgrade to the city wastewater management system to who bakes the best apple crumble in town. That would be the police chief's wife, Betty Sue. As for their feelings about the behemoth plant on the corner, depending on who you asked, the locals either fell on the it's the best thing that's happened to the local economy since blah 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 and you should damn well be thankful for it, bandwagon. Or holy jeebus, it's ingesting every corner of our little town like Pac-Man on a cake bender. There wasn't a lot of in-between. We learned Reed City is just under 2,500 people, 95% of which are white. 582 families reside in approximately two square miles, along with the old Rugged Cross, a museum dedicated to the life and ministry of its author, evangelist, and song leader, George Bernard. Take from that what you will, but what I take from that is everybody knows everybody's business and there's no need for affirmative action or tolerance of any kind on the part of the citizenry. A friendly gent named Clarence, who we learned ran a sawmill in the area, was by far the most informative about the Osceola. I think he'd taken a shine to Carla because at some point I heard him scoot his chair up next to her. Ah, everyone around here knows the stakes and who the interested parties are. You got the seller, Flask, the asshole that screwed you over. Then there's the monstrosity on the corner that wants the property so they can demolish it and use the space to expand the plant. They seem to think they're entitled to everything the goddamn light touches these days. Then there's the city, and this is where it gets fun. The city just recently got the building qualified for a blight elimination project. Almost $400,000 in government funding to raise the damn thing which means nobody has to pay to knock it down and haul away the mess. And then the plant would only be on the hook for the purchase price. So that'd leave them enough left over to grease some city palms. See what I mean? Mayoral palms, city council palms, of which one happens to be Jordan Sims, the county prosecutor palms. We already discussed that nasty little wench he's married to. Basically all the folks that wormed the money out of the government in the first place. See, it can't be used to renovate, only to demolish. That's the rule. It wasn't in the council's best interest for anyone to buy it. Now they won't get that huge chunk of blight elimination change to do with as they please. You understand? They'd control the hiring, the contracting. You know the drill. Hire your friends and family. Save money here and there by fudging the receipts. And what goes unused ends up who knows where. Took a lot of work. 
Surrounding properties had to be acquired, which involved more palm greasing, accompanied by a whole lot of strong arming. And then those properties had to be zoned industrial. The city planning commission had to make recommendations. City council had to approve it. And after all that, exactly two days before there was to be an offer to the building owner, a pretty little redhead from out of town bought it out from under everyone. You can bet the owner knew exactly what he was doing. That damn council gave him such a hard time for two years, it was his last screw you to all of them. Good for him. Don't mind saying I'm enjoying the entire soap opera. But now you're on the hook for the unpaid taxes and water bill. And the council will happily string together as many loopholes as they need to yank it out from under you and smile while they're doing it. For entertainment's sake, I hope you can get the cash quick, little lady. I shouldn't have been surprised that we'd had to share very little about what we were doing in town. Everyone in the place seemed to know exactly who we were and where things stood. The little lady's name is Carla, and I can get the cash together, so you go ahead and have another beer and settle in for the show, because shit is about to get real, Clarence. I wish we could have gotten to the clerk's office today, though. I need to know how long we've got before they put the Osceola up on the block. Lola must have been standing behind me because I heard her whisper to Carla. Just give me a minute. I might be able to find out. I held up my empty bottle until someone removed it from my hand. Not even sure who. And I didn't care. All I knew was that when Lola returned with our information, she tapped me on the shoulder with a cold one. Okay, the sale's scheduled for the weekend. It gives you three days. By law, you have to come up with the money by 9 a.m. on the day of sale. I was told that the total owed for everything, taxes, water bill, all of it, is just over 47000 I think that's a couple grand over what the contract said, at least from what my friend tells me. But they found one more outstanding bill from the city attached to the property. Something about busted pipes messing up the deli next door. If I were you, I'd bring a little extra. Wouldn't put it past him to throw something in at the last minute. Fuck me. Oh, sorry, Jake. Yeah, because the kid hearing the word fuck at this point means anything after listening to the colorful backstory on the county prosecutor. Listen, boy. What you heard today, this is life. And life is a sorry mess. We all must come to terms with that at some point, even though I wish today hadn't been your day. However, maybe you should give Mom the redacted version. Okay. That's all the kid said. Had the feeling he was still trying to take it all in, get his unjaded head wrapped around the subtleties of why the county prosecutor might be on her knees in the judge's chambers. You okay? I heard Lash say this quietly and realized he was talking to Carla. I'm fine. Carla, we're here about the hotel. I need to know you understand that. I knew what I just said was absolutely useless. Carla would do what Carla wanted to do, and there wasn't a deity in the universe that could change that fact. I know. I can feel you percolating from where I'm sitting. And based on Lash asking if you're okay, he's equally concerned that you might be interested in opening a couple extra cans of worms while we're here. Cans that aren't ours to be prying open. You get my drift? Yes, Morno, I get your drift, okay? Consider your drift having washed over me like the refreshing patter of a summer rain. Carla, I like how you use words. Thanks, Jake. I like how you use your words, too. 
that is to say, sparingly, unlike someone else I know, but won't mention by name, because he'll retaliate by ordering another five beers with scotch chasers, and then I'll end up dragging him up three flights of stairs later. Excuse me. Generally, the beer serves as the chaser, Carla. Given the time we've spent together, I'm disappointed you've not learned that. All right. Looks like it's time for us to be on our way before these two start lacing up the gloves. Lola must have sidled up behind me again. Hey, one more thing before y'all leave. I could help you with some of the pieces you're trying to put together. I know names and everything, as far as the city council. The good guys, the bad ones. When are you coming back? Bright and early tomorrow morning. I will be standing at the clerk's office when they unlock the door. Alright, we'll talk then. I'll meet you at the diner on the corner for breakfast at 8. But I might want a favor in return, okay? 